foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. And Janie, I want to start us out today in reading Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. It says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, enduring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. You know, Ephesians has become one of my favorite books over the decades, Sharon, because it gives us almost like a miniature Bible in six chapters. And the first three chapters really deal with the foundations of who we are in Christ and who Christ is to us and wants to be through us. But you started off in chapter four with now that's the practical side of Ephesians. Like the application? The application. Okay. And the first thing he tells us is walk worthy of your calling. And you've already been called So that's something that you've already been assigned and given. Now walk worthy of what you have. And I love what it says in verses 2 and 3. With lowliness and gentleness. That's really not the way the natural man wants to walk, is it? Totally opposite, right? Right. And with long-suffering, we've about long-suffered ourselves out (laughs) over the last couple of years. (laughs) Right. And that word bearing is starting to take... uh, Not a positive reflection, but then, Sharon, it tells us to bear with one another in love. And I've just got to interject something here. People say, well, I don't have to like them, but I just have to love them. Oh, Oh, yeah. Okay. That doesn't sound very loving. No, and and where I want to gently exhort them Mm -hmm. is the fact that it tells me how I'm to bear And that's with lowliness and gentleness and long-suffering. And you know what, Sharon? I can tell when someone is putting up with me versus someone who really cares about me, bearing with me in my weaknesses and the strengths that God has given me. And it really is a matter of the heart, isn't it? It always is. And you know... It will continue to always be about the heart. We can go through the motions of doing what the Bible says without the heart to pour out to others what the Bible says. And you know, what has struck me recently is in my encounter with having close contact with some unbelievers to see how they can recognize the genuine Christian from the professing Christian, and one had an occasion recently to say, I don't really understand them, 
but I'm being drawn to them because they are so peaceful and so restful. Yeah, it's amazing how we can recognize people who have head knowledge over heart knowledge. And we're drawn to them, aren't we? Yes. And going into Ephesians 4, as you were speaking, it does tell us then to love one another because we are endeavoring to keep the unity of peace. And peace and harmony is so good for the body, soul, and spirit, isn't it, Sharon? Right. And then in 14, it tells us that when we do those things, that we will no longer be children tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. And so part of growing in the heart knowledge is being able to mature. Well, and in this day and age, Sharon, uh, where it says to not be carried away with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. And I only have to go to social media to see that (sighs) as a true expression of seeing how it's being lived out and the confusion that it's bringing amongst good people People who are wanting the truth, people are wanting to do what's right, Mm -hmm. but there's so much confusion because of the cunning craftiness. Right. And we know that that's a tool of the enemy. But it does tell us how to then take this and operate in verse 15. And it says, but speaking the truth in love, that we may grow up in all things unto him who is the head, Christ. So let's talk a little bit today, Sharon, on how we speak the truth in love. Okay. Because I've heard a lot of people in ministry, in the pulpit, in other areas of Christian service that speak great truth. I am edified by what I hear, and then I am saddened when I see those truths not being exercised. I have had people around me who speak the truth, but it doesn't feel very loving. It feels very condemning. So is that what you mean by speaking the truth in love? Well, if our words that we speak condemn us, then we need to go back to the scriptures and remember that Romans tells us, therefore is no condemnation in those that know the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And yet, if we speak words that cause one another to feel condemned, then we need to know how we're using our words. Okay. Let's go over to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Okay. And here's where sometimes speaking the truth in love doesn't feel good. All right. Okay. So it says in verse 14, Now we exhort you, brethren. So this is Paul speaking, and he's referring to the people he's talking to as brethren or believers in the family of God. Okay. Warn those who are unruly. Now, sometimes people have tried to warn me of my own foolishness or of my own blindness. And I don't like it. So when I feel condemned, maybe it's because I'm not willing to hear. And that could be your own flesh. It is going to reject. So then we need to listen to the person who is speaking those words. 
and say, but do I hear their heart behind those hard words? Okay, right. And then it also tells us, though, to comfort the faint-hearted and uphold the weak. And then it says, and be patient with all. So when I'm usually doing any of those things, which is warning, upholding, or comforting, it's going to require a process. And patience. And patience. (laughs) And I, I don't know how many times I've heard somebody say, Lord, I need patience and I need it now. Those two phrases <laughs> don't compute. Right. And then in First Thessalonians, it goes on to say, see that no one renders evil for evil to anyone. And I've always thought, how is a brethren going to render evil to evil if we're in the body of Christ? It's really very simple. If we walk after our own flesh, we really are rendering evil to evil. I used to look at that verse and think, well, I'm not going to commit murder on anybody. I'm not going to go rob. But I can say an unkind word. Right. And I can actually render a wound to that person, which is evil, because I'm not coming after the truth and the freedom that Christ has given us. And that's what we need to speak the truth in love. So it tells us to warn those that are unruly. But it always tells us that we need to do what is good for ourselves and for all. And sometimes our warnings that we think someone else needs is because we do see that issue in them. And then, Sharon, we must always go back and check that out with Romans 2. Has the Lord given discernment? And the Lord is letting us see what we are needful of before him by putting somebody in our path that we are seeing needs to maybe make a correction. And the Lord says, examine yourself first. Right. And so it's very important that we examine ourselves first before we go speaking to someone else about warnings or even comfort. Right? Yes, because many times I have found myself wanting to comfort somebody because they were in dire circumstances when those circumstances were really being given to them or allowed as a warning, like a a parent would warn warn their child. They see a danger. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you can probably relate to times when you've warned your children and they just didn't jump up and down. Oh, thank you, Mother, for that. They wanted to argue with you. They wanted to sulk. They wanted to go to their room or they wanted to talk back. Warnings and hard sayings are very difficult to be able to accept. And by the way, over in John 6, the Lord did some warning to the brethren, to the people that were following him, his disciples. And he gave them a hard saying. Now, this is God in flesh, Jesus Christ. And he's telling them something that they need to hear. But it so offended them that they decided that they would no longer be a disciple and walk with him. So we have found from experience that we don't want to give out hard sayings. It puts us at risk. And that's why mentoring matters. 
Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N Hearts.org.